You are listening to Do You Mind, a podcast specially commissioned by IT Sligo Student Counselling Services, produced by KBH Productions. This podcast series refers to mental wellness and contains conversations that some people may find upsetting. There will also be some occasional strong language. If you've been affected by any of the issues raised in any of the episodes, please contact support services. The contact details for support organisations will be shared at the end of each episode. This series was recorded remotely during the beginning of 2021, and so the audio quality can vary from guest to guest. Hello, welcome to episode six of Do You Mind? My name is Kate Brennan-Harding and this week's episode is a little different because we are recording it halfway through the series. Currently today, episode four was released and we have been getting so much feedback from students and non-students alike. I have to say I'm kind of, I'm, I'm blown away by the response to Do You Mind? It's been great. Joining me today is the head of student counselling service for Toos Midlands, Tressa Fox. Tressa, how are you today? Great, Kate. Thanks a million for having me on and really looking forward to chatting to you for the next while. I'm so glad that we have you on and it's just the two of us today which breaks from tradition with the podcast because the podcast has been having different guests on that are talking about specific topics but we thought that we would create this episode and bring the students particularly from IT Sligo but the students who have been in contact with us uh, into the podcast so we have received a number of um, queries you know questions and they've all come in anonymously and what you and me are going to do is just I'm going to read out the questions and we're both going to chat about them and it's important to note that we're offering you know suggestions um and advice and these may resonate with you or they may not resonate with you um but it's very important as well to listen to the end of the podcast where there are helpline numbers and contact information um in case any of the topics are really really important for you to reach out talk to somebody isn't that right Tressa? that's correct yeah it really is important um i um, suppose if it if if something resonates with you um, and maybe through through our chat today, some of our students will decide that, yeah, today is the day I, I'll go in and talk to someone. Yeah, it's incredibly important. And talking is one of the hardest steps. I think we talked, uh, Brezzy was on episode one and uh, we were talking about, you know, taking that first step of acknowledging I need to get this outside of myself, you know, and uh, I think you know, we're recording this on a crisp, well, it's crisp here. I'm in Galway. It's crisp uh, autumn day. And, you know, I'm just imagining the students are settling right into college now and probably, you know, experiencing a different type of anxiety in terms of whether, you know, belonging or if there's kind of different dynamics going on that they're not used to. So in this episode, there might be words such as, say, PTSD, uh, we might be talking about recovering from trauma. We might talk about anxiety, with stress, bullying. And I think all of those uh, words themselves can, you know, be triggering for people to hear. But so often they need to be talked about. And so often it's because we put on a mask and get ourselves out into the world and we push our fears and worries under the carpet. And this can be especially true if you've experienced of bullying, sexual abuse or, you know, living through a pandemic, which we're all doing at the moment and managing that stress. And especially as I when I went to the IT Sligo campus recently, it was um, it stood out to me that second year students had not been on campus. So there was a real kind of uh, change and transformation in terms of first year students and second year students experiencing life in a very similar way uh, which I would imagine will co- cause great bonds and friendships but um, I suppose we'll start off with the questions Tressa one of the first questions and it's um, from someone in IT Sligo it says if you are being bullied who is the best person to talk to about it 
Excellent question. And unfortunately, Kate, we do know in, in student counselling services that um, bullying is something that can continue into the into third level that can happen at third level you would you would think and you would hope people have, would have more awareness um but no we, we are aware that it, it, it does happen um and it's very mm-hmm. timely that that question comes up because this week we had the launch a uh, national launch of a speak out tool a reporting tool um and this was uh, led by PC psychological counselors in higher education ireland and funded by the higher education authority uh, that's brilliant yeah absolutely i suppose in our practices in our services um we've known that you know all all types of abuse ca- can happen to our students well you know either on or off campus while they are students um and oftentimes a reluctance to to speak out about it um not sure what they want to say not sure what they want to say about it or how far they want to take it in terms of formal reporting so one of the things that we felt was important was to give a first step initial um opportunity for for students to say something has happened to them so speak out it's an online mm-hmm. anonymous reporting platform for incidents of bullying cyberbullying harassment discrimination of any sort hate crimes coercive behavior stalking sexual assault sexual harassment and, and rape so so any of those things can be reported in that speak out anonymous uh, tool which is eight, across 18 institutions um but i think i think if somebody is looking for assistance um, and, and there will be supports, tailored supports on that speak out if somebody makes a report on the speak out mm-hmm. tool in the institution. But if somebody needs assistance and guidance about how to um, respond to a bullying situation or bu- a bullying experience. Um, so so the signposts are, well, counselling, student counselling is, is obviously one. Um, the student resource uh, or student services, people, personnel collectively. So you could be talking about your careers officer. You could be talking about your health campus officer. You could be talking about your student health facilities all of those will know uh, where to signpost you to um in terms of getting gui- getting help and getting assistance with dealing with a bullying situation your academic staff um all will know where to where to signpost you to but it, it's the important thing to know is do not suffer in silence and and do not think that you're the only person that this has happened to um we do and have been responding to these sort of situations for a very long time um, and we, we have certainly policies and procedures that we can follow to, to get you to a place of safety in relation to what's happening to you. I think all of that is, you know, so amazing. But I'm also putting myself in the shoe, say, of the shoe, the shoes, say, of the person who asked that. And I've experienced bullying. It's been this insipid bullying because I'm quite a big, loud, outgoing character. And uh, at the same time, my insecurities uh, mean that there has been times in my life where it's only after the event or in the middle of the event, I realize, oh, I'm kind of being picked on here. Mm -hmm. I'm being bullied or I'm being manipulated. But I'm putting myself in the shoes, say, of the person who um, who sent in this question. And I'm just thinking, because while you can hear all of these supports are there, It's making that initial step. It's taking that initial thing, because when we are experiencing bullying, I think we become smaller in ourselves and we lose our voice. And sometimes if you have maybe a friend, even if it's a friend that's not part of the college or if you have a person that, you know, is a family member that you can trust and you talk to them. Um, that can help you to start regaining your voice. And then you know that all these amazing um, facilities are there for you in IT Sligo and indeed across the nation in various campuses. Isn't that right? 
Yeah, Kate, that's exactly right. And and again, that's why I think the anonymous reporting tool it very much steps into that space of I, I'm not sure yeah. I want to say this. So it's perfectly safe. It's completely anonymous. There's no there is mm. no data collected on you, um, you know, any identifying information. Um, and, and the other, I suppose, um, partnership that we're really, really proud of that we developed last year was with the anonymous tech support service 50808. Yeah. So we have an um, institutional keyword partnership with 50808 because again we identified that people sometimes are not at a point where they're ready to talk to a person um, sitting in front of mm. them uh, about what's going on for them. So that was hugely important that that was an anonymous tech support service that people can, can, can gently step into the arena of talking about it without maybe feeling exposed or feeling like it's gone out of their control. Exactly. And the thing is, I guess I am only speaking from my own experience. As a child, I used the Childline facility, the Childline number. Now, obviously, students in IT Sligo, that's not applicable. But the same thing applies in terms of it felt like the only thing I could control when I rang Childline. I could ring them and somebody would be at the end of the phone and I could utter the words or I could speak out and know that there wasn't going to be the weight of everything coming at me and be overwhelmed. And 50808 is exactly perfect for that. So it's great to hear about speakout.ie as well doing that. And we'll give all the information at the end of this um, episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, we've got so many questions here. We're going to move on to the next question. But like, you know, I think it's important as well to remember that there are so many people who've experienced this and and when they've come out of it, they may have gone on to create facilities and, and, and steps in order to help people who are currently experiencing it. Um, Tressa, we have a, just a very simple question, but one that applies to everybody. It's what are the best ways to deal with anxiety? Now, I will draw people to episode one with Brezzy because we did an awful lot of uh, mindfulness work as well with him and I would suggest having another listen to that but also just you know practical things Tressa what would what would spring to mind for you? Um, okay dealing with anxiety I suppose you're talking about um, firstly clarifying that there's different levels of anxiety that people can experience and and there's an, an amount of anxiety that is completely normative and completely normal mm. um, and, and we have to acknowledge that that the uncomfortable feelings uh, is part of the life experience uh, we can feel certainly anxiety ahead of an interview a lot of students feel anxiety uh, ahead of doing presentations standing up in front of their peers um, and all of yeah. that is perfectly normative um, if you're in, in a kind of a you're crossing the road and a, and a car goes through a red light or something and comes quite close to you it's perfectly normal to have an anxiety reaction because that's what we're supposed to have in those situations you get into fight or flight mode I suppose where we talk about anxiety being problematic is where you see that it it stops you doing the things you want to do it stops you having the the student Mm. experience that you want to have so problematic um, anxiety might be well I won't go into the canteen because I don't want I hate being around crowds I can't go into the canteen so I can't go in and get my lunch if there's a lot of people in there or if if you don't like being around the corridors you know when there's movement between lectures or whatever um where you know you 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 don't like going into the shop on your own these are sort of common things that we would we would see um and then kind of you know social anxiety be fairly common where where i'm thinking back to, to what you were saying about the bullying and the bullying experience and that can create oftentimes when we track back with students where their social anxiety comes from it's from 
an experience or continued experiences of being told they weren't okay through bullying yeah through bullying you know yeah there's this that you're unacceptable and that that becomes then internalized um and then okay i'm going to to not be comfortable around people because they're all going to find me lacking or wanting in some way um so that often yeah. becomes the reality you remove you you kind of remove, like you know humans are we're pack animals really i know we're introvert and extrovert and we all are you know multifaceted but those exact basic survival skills if you are seeing yourself as other and outside of yeah. the the group yeah. you know then it can it can become more um it's like you know a, a load of kind of pressure being put on you from internal from internal voices exactly right? exactly and i think the one thing to remember in anxiety is that your 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 view your lens becomes quite narrow um mm. and so and then they're taught the thoughts are very repetitive you know the negative yeah. automatic thoughts that come in they're really really repetitive um and and so that's kind of the, the the world view that you you end up kind of repeating over and over and over you know i'm not good enough i'm not acceptable um mm. people aren't going to like me you know and even if they're not even that well formed so i think one of the things to check in on there if you're a student experiencing anxiety is are you in a thinking loop are you in some sort of a cognitive mm. loop where you are um, repeating the, these negative thoughts to yourself all of the time or reinforcing that I'm going to be judged harshly people aren't going to like me or, or that you know if I'm doing a presentation that the whole class are going to think I'm ridiculous you check in on what your thoughts yeah. are because when you start to analyze them a little bit sometimes then we can start to see okay well maybe that's that's not exactly true because you know I didn't think that about Mary doing her presentation I, and, and she messed up a couple of times. So so maybe I do think typically of, of, of other people um, and, and not as critical. Um, so, so yeah, and the other thing is look for the exceptions. Look for the exceptions. Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at the times where, okay, you identify yourself as somebody who's quite anxious, but look for times that you weren't because there will always be those exceptions. You know, think of the time that, you know, okay, that you backpacked across Australia you weren't socially anxious that time or think of a time that you know yeah. you, you dealt with a difficult customer in, in the restaurant that you work with you work in you yeah. know that you, there are going to be exceptions to that um, experience of feeling anxious and, and being prevented from doing X um, and if you can start bringing in the exceptions and looking at well why was I able to do that that time uh, you're starting to broaden your lens a little bit yeah completely and I suppose even for say first year students like when you're doing your leaving search it causes massive anxiety but look now you're in you're in college you know Uh, you may not be in college if you're listening to this it might be you know somebody who chose to um, go into the workplace but you you came through something that caused anxiety and you know in some people it can it can take over it can manifest in different ways and I think from my own experience I I know this might sound silly to some people but I get great satisfaction out of going off into the woods uh, by myself and sitting in the trees and I find I'm expecting someday that I'm going to give someone an awful fright (laughs) if they're coming through the woods and they just land on top of me but I find that um, 
the simplicity of it actually calms that loop in my brain. Now, that might not work for other people. Some people find breath work really works as well. There's practical things like, you know, lavender baths. And I know that a lot of people would be like, oh, God, you know, I've I've serious anxiety or I've post-traumatic stress or whatever. And, you know, all of these basic things are not going to work. But some of them do. They help you, your brain to just pause for a second and get out of that loop ever so slightly. Um I think, you know, as well, if you're experiencing too much anxiety or it's overwhelming you, again, the facilities on campus are there to help you. The student counselling services are there to help you and they will really, really make a difference for you. Okay, Tressa. So um, here's another another question. Um, It's again, it's, I suppose, anxiety related, but it's 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 really hit my heart when I've read it. It says. I feel lonely a lot of the time and I can often feel like everyone else has it all figured out. Friends, college, etc. I'm overwhelmed and feel out of my depth. What can I do? Yeah, that that's a tough one, isn't it? And, you know, it's something we're seeing such a lot of since since we came back on campus, um, since yeah. we were back the 6th of September. Um, a lot of students reporting that that loneliness you know, I think mm. there was a, a great lean into, you know, the WhatsApps and the 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 table quizzes and whatever, whatever in March 2020, March, April. But I think people got so exhausted on, on screens that maybe they stopped yeah. engaging in that way. And it's look, it's so, so difficult for, for the, the students, the typical age group that students are. Um, because at this age and stage, you guys are hardwired to be around each other. Uh, you are, you know, that's it's part of a moderating and an emotionally moderating experience to be with your peers and be around each other mm. um, and and one interestingly one of the things that we're seeing in the counseling services is um a sense of having lost those skills you know yeah those interactional skills and knowing how to engage and how to you know make friends how do you connect with people mm. and and there really is mm. a sense of that that being missing people have forgotten that they know how to do this. So what I'd say to that person, um, you know, it's, is, yeah, that's a really tough situation to be in, the loneliness and the isolation. But m- my question is, you know, I wonder, is there something that you're doing that's not helping you? For instance, mm. I, I, I use the example of a, of a student who's maybe quite shy and maybe quite anxious, mm. and they go into a lecture theatre um, in first year and they go to the back corner as close to the wall as possible um, in the hope that nobody tries to talk to them, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even though that, that's that's not what you want, you want actually to interact and engage with people, but you are given a very clear message um, without maybe that you know this, you're re- giving a clear message that, that you, you, um, what other people read is you don't want to interact. So I think, look, if you're, if you're feeling that lonely and that isolated, I really would be recommending you connect with the counselling services because they can yeah. help you have a look at what's happening what's going on here and in what way are, are you doing things maybe unknown to yourself um, that keeps you in that that scenario and keeps you in that situation of feeling lonely um, and looking at sometimes it's about communication skills developing some communication skills um, mm. and, and, and being able to to you know learn new skills that you will bring into your situations in college yeah it can and I think the part that it it actually brought tears to my eyes when I read it because I remembered myself when I started college a very long time ago but when I started and again the excitement of of going in but then suddenly seeing that some other people seem to know each other already and 
you know, this was suddenly a place where I didn't have any of my friends from before, uh, from secondary school. And I just, um, I think now I can, I can kind of approach life and go and make friends or, or go and just throw myself into something, even though I feel like shy or scared. But the, um, the bit of that question as well, uh, that kind of, um, stood out was the bit that the person says, I feel like everyone else has it figured out. And the one thing from my own experience is comparison is the biggest killer for everybody. We 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 look at what other people have and we place a story on it and we assume that they are they have it all figured out. And 99 percent of the time they don't. Every We're all just sort of bumping around each other, trying to trying to do the yeah. best we can, you know. Um, and I would just stress that, you know, even though you're looking at someone happy and smiling away, they mightn't have it all figured out. And it's OK to not have it all figured out. I, d- I think we spend most of our lives not figuring it out. That's kind of my experience as a 41 year old, you know. That's not meant to be uh, uh, poor me or sadness. It's just kind of a funny realization when it's like, oh, OK, you, <laughs> you collect all the things and you collect all the things and you're just playing a, a great big game of life. Um, and, you know, if you keep comparing yourself to people, you're going to hurt yourself in, in, in yeah. your heart. Do yeah. You know? K- um, Kate, I don't have it all figured out. You know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I would never claim to have it all figured out. God almighty, when you look at what happened over the last 18 months, did any of us have it all figured out? Because none of us spotted that no. coming down the track. So you're absolutely no. right. There's, there is no such thing as ha- having it all figured out because we, we live in an, un- an uncertain world and even more uncertain mm. in the last 18 months. Um, we've all experienced that, that dealing with that uncertainty so nobody has it all figured out and if they tell you that they do they're lying um, they're absolutely because lying, you yeah. don't know <laughs> you don't know what's around the corner you you know good and bad um, yeah uh, you know I, I think maybe we need to look at social media there and 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 look at mm. the Instagrams and the TikToks and the whatever and 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 you know we do see very very curated images of people's lives you know, yeah. most people aren't going to put up the really crappy moments and their 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 worst luck when they get out of bed mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. Do you know what I mean? They, they, what they're yeah. what they're presenting there is is very very curated, um, and and there may have been twenty photographs taken before that right that nice one photograph, mm. um, you know the usable photograph came up. So nobody has it all figured out, and I think, um, I suppose compassion. Is, is is a key feature of, of what I talk to our students about is is having yeah. compassion for yourself, compassion for other people, um, compassion for yourself because you know um, you are trying to figure it out and you are trying to just you know have the best experience of, of studenthood as you possibly can. Um, mm. It's a journey, it really is, uh, you know, and and you're not supposed to have it figured out by now, you know, exactly. who said you were. You know, so sometimes an unrealistic expectation that, oh, I should have it figured out. You know, sometimes we meet students who come into college and and their experience um, of the the course that they're doing is, or it's the college experience is not what they want at that time. And that's okay. And, and, And figuring that much out after you've arrived is absolutely fine too. And that maybe, you know, you need to go in a different direction for a year or two. And that college is a better experience for you in a couple of years to come. So, which is exactly that's exactly what I did. I dropped out of college in secondary, okay. um, and you know I was in Trinity and I was doing biblical and theological studies, um, nice. which uh, as a lesbian and coming out at the same time and particularly coming out at a time where it was very much frowned upon was the wrong choice. Probably. Of course for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Probably. Um, but, you know, I think before I got to that point, and I'm certainly not uh, telling anybody to, to drop out of college, but, you know, before I got to that point, it was the weight on my shoulders was, what are people going to think of me? I am a failure. If I can't even do this. Oh, my God. You know, and it just... It took over and that sense of loneliness and isolation that I felt and, you know, just managing your money as well was a big thing for me. You know, mm. it's such a small amount of money. And I think when when we're students, you know, we're, we're living, uh, learning how to how to manage our money and how to how to um, survive, essentially. And I think that that can cause more of an anxiety and a loneliness with it in, in, a, in a strange sure. way. But back to but back to that thing of like, you know having it figured out I, I changed career when I was 33 I changed career when I was 26 I changed changed things in my life and went in and, and worked in radio now I'm in podcast production and like there there is there is something that will if, if you keep listening to yourself and even though you might feel isolated and alone you keep listening to your gut about where you what direction you want to go in and if you can't find that then you know student counselling services can help you to find that in yourself absolutely that's what we're there for to help you figure it out um yeah you know i, I think your story is very interesting case i mean it, it sounds like yes there was, there was a serious dissonance between the person you were and and what you were studying yeah. um you know i think there's probably what what what's very very difficult is if somebody feels trapped and feels quite stuck. I mm. wonder, was that your experience? Did you feel for a while there when you were tussling with those thoughts at that age and oh, I'm going to look like a failure or all of that sort of thing? Did it feel a yeah. bit trapped? Did you feel stuck? I did. I did for a number of reasons because my secondary school were um, brilliant and they actually arranged for me to uh, get a sort of I suppose it was a sort of uh, bursary and that paid my rent um and you know I felt really like you know the weight of expectation of you know okay I've gotten to go to college and I'm doing this course I really was interested I wanted to do biblical and theological studies I also wanted to do history or English but I didn't get the points so you know I'd gotten in and I had somebody you know uh, my school as I said had arranged to pay for my rent and I just felt all this pressure because I was failing every step of the way or what I thought was failing. And actually what I was doing was not listening to myself. Mm. You know, I was not listening to the fact that I was on a road that I didn't want to be on and the weight of expectation was there. And, you know, it was other people's expectations and I'd forgotten to have an expectation of myself. Okay. And that was that was, I think, where, you know, definitely the trapped thing came out. And then just very quickly uh, as in it took ages and then going into second year I was like I, I really don't want to do this I've not been listening to myself and I went and got a job for a while and then I went back to college and I did a diploma in media and that was the best thing ever yeah. was, was yeah. listening to myself because the whole weight of everybody else's expectations was overbearing yeah. you know and I think sometimes when especially like I'm what I was 19 20 then and you know you've got so many other things going on in life and it's 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 hard to figure out your own identity and you're in the middle of figuring out your own identity mm -hmm. so when you have everybody else's expectations on you you're kind of like picking them off you Absolutely. too going okay where am I who am I you know and Kate I bet when you did make that decision and you took that action um and and and, and nobody fell down you know, when, no, you, when you got the other no. side of it, um, you kind of maybe had a perspective that, you know, OK, maybe I made those expectations much, much bigger than they actually were in real life. The, mm. the school didn't 
collapse, you know, after organising no. this. Do you know what I mean? You met people who said, you know what, you were right to do that case. You were right to follow your, your gut and yeah. follow your, your instincts. I, I think we exactly. And I think we can make the, those sorry, expectations very trapped, trapping. Yeah. It's, and it's kind of it's expectation and it's fear. So often we can have our lives and I still we all end up in it. Our lives are controlled by our fears instead of of our lives are dictated to by ourselves because fear can be the thing that makes you do something and fear can be the thing that ends up making you trapped because you feel obliged to do something in order to look or be perceived a particular way. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And that's exactly what, what, what I mean there about the, tr- the sense of being trapped. Um, and, and I think that mm-hmm. that's the worst place to be. And I think always and ever, um, I say to students, you know, you are never trapped. You are never stuck in, a, in, in that situation. You know, there is always a, an exit. There's always a way out. And it mightn't yep. be the one, it mightn't be without its, its upsets and it might be without mm. maybe making people angry sometimes and it mightn't be without making people upset sometimes or people becoming upset I should say um, but but there is an out there is an out so you know that yeah. trappedness um, it can bring us to very dark places um, but you know I what I encourage students to do I always just hold up my hand and, and I, I just look at my wrist and I say look that's imagine that's where you are now and we're going to each mm-hmm. finger we're going to generate five options for getting out of this particular situation uh, and and Brilliant. you know just always and your wrist is the point that you're at in your life right now, and generate mm. five options because right now you're only looking at the short stubby one, the thumb. There's just four other options. Mm. That is so true. That is so true. Like if I could go back to myself, I was living in, uh, in this accommodation that was overpriced. I know <laughs> it's not a patch on these days, but um, my fear was that I would suddenly have nowhere to live because I wouldn't have the money to pay the rent. And so I was crippled and paralyzed by that. Yeah. And then uh, when I got the job, I had the money to pay the rent. And then friends of mine had moved into a new place and they invited me to live with them. So uh, all the wheel, the wheel started moving again. Yeah. And it's that thing where we get stuck. And, and if we just keep taking little actions, little actions, yeah. the wheel starts moving again. And um, I think it's about being authentic, being in, in, in true to, to yourself. And I think it's hard when you're uh, younger, when you're dif- discovering who you are, because you don't know how to be true to yourself necessarily, yeah. do you know? Yeah. Um, so like also the, the wonderful thing about college and the wonderful thing about being 19, 20, 22, 23 is you're supposed to make mistakes. You're supposed to like, you know, <laughs> think of a computer game where you're going down this little road and you're like, oh, that's a dead end. And you turned around and you try on everything. And that's the beauty of it. Try on as much different versions of yourself as possible and um you know the true you will will come through from that i think i i agree completely kate it's it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity um to to yeah to try out versions of yourself and and try out you mm. know um and what's the best version i think students will have in their heads you know the the, the kind of the uh, the the version of themselves as a student in college that they want um and yeah. i think sometimes it's really good to start there Decide what your college experience, what you want it to be, you know, how much partying, you know, how much actually learning and how much progressing towards a career maybe and whatever. Putting all those pieces together to decide what the experience is that you want. And then, as you said, smaller actions. Then what are the actions you need to take to get there, um, to get that college college experience that, that, that you really, really want? Um, and I think, you know, again, what we say in counselling is it's it's a safe space for you to come and articulate maybe, say the things that, that you think are unsayable, 
you know, say the things that you think yeah. you'll never tell. You, you said you'd never tell anybody. And, and that's a really safe yeah. space and place. You know, you talk about coming out, Kate. You know, counselling services are really safe sp- spaces to, to have those conversations mm. very, very, very safely. Um, even if you, you didn't think you were ready to say them out loud just yet. But to hear yourself saying them out loud Maybe. is really important. Well, actually, that brings us on. There's another question here uh, from somebody who says, I'm really confused about my sexuality and I don't know where to turn. Um, and exactly what you said, counselling services um, nationally and on campus are there confidentially if you need to talk about it out loud so that it doesn't become such a big, um, sometimes it's a menace in your head. It's a because you don't know. And it's because it maybe it's an area that you haven't explored. I think sexuality is one of those things that actually evolves over time. And I think people come out late in life. People's sexuality changes and there's a scale. But I would say to this from my experience and from experiences of, of friends of mine, anyone who is questioning their sexuality, you don't suddenly have to take on any other label. You don't have to take on any label at all. And what you want or what you desire sexually is your business and it's nobody else's to label you with either. So for me, I think that's a very important. Like I define myself as a lesbian. I'm queer. Uh, I occasionally think I'm kind of bisexual, but, you know, I wonder about that label myself. Um, Like I'm always questioning. Um, I think when you jump out of the binary, when you jump out of heterosexuality, um, there's a whole world to explore as well. And you could still be heterosexual within all of that, yeah. do you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that it can be a very scary place if it's something that is only manifesting now. You're only beginning to realize, oh, hang on a minute. I think I like him and her or 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 them yes. you know um but again like there's great there's great services on campus and there's also great uh, services nationally belong to are brilliant gcn magazine is brilliant and um if you're ever uh, in uh, you know in in each town there's different uh, gay organizations uh, lgbtq plus organizations i should say that are there uh, they're they they're visible they live online so you can access these things anonymously um without fear of somebody seeing you and uh, labeling you before you have figured yourself out 100% Kate I think that that um, labeling um, mm. is, is, is one to watch it's one to avoid um, of course questioning why not you know so much mm. is, is to be questioned you know um, at that at this stage in life um, as a college student but absolutely I think sometimes what, what we tend to see in the counselling services is where people when, when they, they even become aware of questioning um, deciding that right now they have to decide which mm. they are or what they are and absolutely yeah. not and, and I loved your description there of, of the journey around sexuality mm. and that the journey can change and it can change direction at different times in our life um, so don't be rushing to necessarily apply a label is, is my, my absolutely 100% advice um, I agree with you that belong to services are absolutely fabulous they can be accessed remotely um, and by mm. telephone um, but you know just be comfortable with not knowing for a while because that's okay too yeah it's to- I totally yeah like as you're saying the not knowing it's like you know I can only I can only experience talk about my own experience in terms of like I was a teenager and I was very young when I realized oh I definitely like women I like girls and 
my own uh, homophobia, my own internal homophobia meant that I switched off from ever noticing or fancying anyone my own age because I would be mortified for that anyone in my class to think that I fancied them. And I just sort of automatically blocked that, switched that off of myself. And it was a detriment, really, because I felt that I was I would be seen as a predator or as a boy. And it was such a a, a very teenage way of, of thinking, very innocent, naive way of thinking. And in doing so, I kind of pushed myself into the closet more for quite a while. And then I realized that there was a youth group and I went to the youth group, but I kept that secret um, and I still hadn't defined myself, but I have very clearly defined myself now and I love wearing the lesbian badge. But my partner is bisexual and she only started to um, take a look at her sexuality in her late 20s and into her 30s. So I think everybody has a different route and a different journey with their sure. sexuality and none of it, none of it is the right way. Um, and yeah, that's all. That's kind of it, really. Yeah. The book for you has that your your version, the book about you as an individual has not been written yet. That that is the important exactly. thing. And and I exactly. what I think is great, Kate, that on campuses and, and our young people today, they're far more um diverse and far more accepting and far mm. more supportive of diversity in all its shapes and forms and, and, and yeah. um including sexuality. Um so you know, I think that it, you know, not knowing is fine you know um not not feeling pressured to assume a identity or a label um too soon because you need to kind of wear that identity for a little while um over oh, wear different identities over time uh, in trying to figure it exactly. out so um and if and the other thing is if you are really questioning your sexuality perhaps it's because you you, you know you could explore sexually you could you know explore that and see you know where where you feel comfortable you know there's there's loads of different options available to you if you find someone who's consenting um and who is interested in exploring stuff with you as well you know like there's there's and that still doesn't mean you need a label (laughs) you know um you you will figure that one out as as time goes on you know yeah absolutely the not knowing is sometimes okay is really okay you know i actually i'm thinking back to that person about the question about figuring it all out um, of course, we're, we're all still figuring, trying to figure things out and not knowing. Um, I think if we can get comfortable with, with saying, you know, I'm in a not knowing position about whatever it is in our life at a particular time. Mm. Um, and that will change over time and it will change depending on where you are at in life and whatever. But there's some stuff that you're not knowing all of the time. Yeah, totally. It's it's worth um, living in a mysterious world of not knowing everything. Um <laughs> then the world can be full of, of wonder, you know. Um, Trasa, I'm going to wind up this episode, um, but we will be back with more questions in uh, two episodes time. And uh, Trasa, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to have the chats with us for episode six. Uh, have you any words of wisdom for anyone going into into the depths of winter? Um, I think you're, you're um, mentioned there about going into the woods. Um, I think, you know, activation get outside get fresh air you know the five ways to well-being um yeah. and you know 
I suppose, you know what, we've been through a hell of a time over the last 18 months. We really mm. have. It's been really difficult. Um, I suppose the message that we're giving to our students in, in Toos Midlands, um, there's two campaigns we're running. Uh, one of them is, is you know, uh, Get Past Grand. It's it's a, a campaign that 50808 ran um, earlier this year. So, you know, that young people, oftentimes if we ask them how they're doing, they say, I'm grand. When they're not, they could grand, be struggling. Yeah you know so really yeah. get past grand and the the sister campaign to that is ask twice so we're, we're encouraging our students if you're concerned about somebody you know the peer group and peer support and talking to a friend so important if you're bothered about your friend your housemate whatever mm. ask if they're how they're doing that you've noticed x y and z yeah. and if they say i'm grand ask twice yeah i love that somebody said to me years ago the when i would i would answer i'm fine and I'm going to use a curse word now. Um, and they told me that fine stood up, stood for fucked up, insecure, neurotic and emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and I just loved that ever since, um, just because it kind of gets to the root of, yeah, but there's more going on under there. So what is it? And can I hear you on it? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I'm here for yeah, you. That's hugely that. what, what, what Ex- we're communicating. There's people there for you, exactly. um, no matter, no matter where. Tressa Fox, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Do You Mind? Thanks a million, Kate. It was pure pleasure talking to you. If you've been affected by the topics raised in this week's episode and need to talk to someone, you can contact the following organisations. Students at IT Sligo can text IT Sligo to 50808. Nationwide, text hello to 50808. It's free and confidential. Students in IT Sligo can contact Student Counselling Services on 071 Nine three zero five four six three, or online email studentcounsellor at itsligo.ie. Samaritans operate a 24-7 service. Contact 116-123 or email joe at samaritans.ie. Women's Aid also operate 24-7. Their crisis number is one 800 341 900